Establish Her was birthed in my heart over 10 years ago, but it really was given a name about three years ago. The Lord Jesus had become my life when I was a young girl and really had become everything to me by the time I was 22 years old when He took everything from me. Um, the dream of marriage, the dream of ministry with a husband uh, dashed before my eyes as my engagement broke. And out of that came an incredible ministry. Someone once told me, misery births ministry. And it's out of suffering and out of coming to a place of deep need that we find our all in Jesus Christ. He becomes more than Savior. He becomes more than Lord. But He becomes life and life itself. Colossians says that in Him and to Him and through Him and for Him are all things. And I had to come to the place where I realized that. And you don't do that in a vacuum. You do that typically under the pressure and the stress and the tension of life's pain. Mine came in a relational package. Others comes in financial or physical or emotional packages. But pain is pain. And a mentor of mine said that pain is the gift that no one wants. Because when we open up the gift of pain, we open up a deep need in our hearts, in our, in our lives, for Jesus Christ, the person, the living God, to meet that only He can meet. 1 Peter 5.10 is one of the anchors of my personal life, and it's become one of the anchors of Establishers Ministry for Women. And it says, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to His eternal glory in Christ will Himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I love that that verse begins with suffering. And it ends with establishing. There is no shortcut to an intimate, dynamic, adventurous walk with the person of Jesus Christ. There is a journey, and it begins typically with pain, but it ends with an establishment and a beauty that that brokenness brought about. I also love in that verse that suffering is a season. It's for a little while. I, I love how the Lord works within our time frame, though He is above time. It has a beginning point and it has an ending point. Not all of life is to be bitter or worn with garments of mourning, but with that of praise. And though He ushers in seasons of pain and, and removes things, and there's times of loss, there's also time of great gain, as we know in Philippians 3, that Paul said, to live is Christ, to die is gain. He counts all things loss for the surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ, knowing Him intimately, not just about Him from a pew, but intimately from a heart, a heartbeat, from a mindset, from an experiential journeying with a living person. And then back to 1 Peter 5, it says that He Himself, Christ Himself, not a man, not ministry, not money, not prestige, but Jesus Himself will perfect us, confirm strengthen and establish us. And for me, it's perfecting my identity in the Lord as my all in all, not the man that I'm engaged to or married to, not the job that I have, not any role or any activity that defines me, but that my identity is in Christ and in Christ alone. And there's a perfection process in that, not a perfection that will never sin, but a completion that our identity is rooted. And then there's a confirmation of him about our calling, that there is a mission and a purpose 
for us on this life that our story began long ago. Whatever our story is, all the chapters of it, the light chapters and the dark chapters, the ones of joy and the ones of pain are all a part of confirming that call from Him. And then there's a strengthening within us for Him to actually do it. 1 Thessalonians 5 says that He is one who is faithful and He will do it. He will accomplish the call in and through our lives and then establishing us being the very end. The Lord called me to establish her years ago and called me to be a part of inviting women to an intimate walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, focusing more on knowing Him intimately versus serving Him with activity. Service is not a bad thing, but I think we miss the boat when we focus on the activity and the fruit more than when we focus on the intimacy with the person. And out of that abiding, John 15, comes service and comes being a better woman and a better mother and a better single lady or a better wife or whatever it is. But all of those things are byproducts from a tangible, face-to-face, heart-to-heart walk with the living Lord Jesus through the Spirit of God. And I believe that that starts with coming to the end of ourselves, being brought to our knees, however you want to phrase that, suffering, brokenness, there's so many words for it, but they're all a catalyst of the incredible adventure of knowing Jesus as our life. And it happened for me, and it continues to. And he invited me to be a part of just starting from my own story and my own misery in many ways, but also from my my love of the Word of God. Um, to create a ministry where women's stories are exonerated, where there's a platform for their stories to be heard, to be spoken, not to elevate sin, but to manifest and elevate the power and the beauty of Jesus Christ within their story. It's an establishment story. Revelation 12, 11 says that they overcame him, little h, the enemy, by the blood of the lamb, which we all know, But the second part is by the word of their testimony. There is power in a group of women gathering together, sharing the story of what Jesus has done, who he was once to them and who they were, who he is currently and who they are in him, and who he's becoming to them and where they believe that that he is taking them in the road of life. There's power in that. And I wanted to be a part of something like that. I also felt the Lord calling me to to be a a table setter, if you will, to set the table for women to fellowship, to have vulnerability and community in a way that's really ministered or revealed to us in Acts chapter 2 as well as Esther chapter 9, where they broke bread together and they came and they had a feast, which was so intimate to eat with someone, and they shared life together. And so Revelation 3.20 says that the Lord stands at the door of our heart in many ways and knocks at it. And to anyone that would hear his voice and open that door, he would come and dine with them. What an invitation that is to all people, but in this case to women. That he's not sitting at a desk waiting to hand out a bunch of transactions of forgiveness or, or whatever you're asking from him. He's sitting at a table wanting to sit with you and fellowship with you and share his life with you and in you, and you share the same. 